Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another grand and glorious day here in the best little city in America, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. This is the happy hour edition of the Patrick Lally Show, and we're going to spend a couple hours engaged in some energetic and entertaining conversation on local, state, national news and politics, as we always do. We'll throw in a little community action and a whole bunch of local music. It's going to be a blast on a lovely, lovely Friday afternoon uh, here on KSOO. Uber producer Dan Peters is out again today. That's two days off in a row. What's up with that? So I'm flying solo here. Thanks for spending your time with me today through your radio, Information 1000, Maybe cruising around around the city in your car or out on the job job site, job site. It's a job site where things are made, things are built, where the real work gets done. Thanks, you guys, for listening. Maybe you're streamed live on KSO.com, which you can do anytime at your computer or on the famed KSOO mobile app where you get the one-touch streaming, get news and information and weather and the such. Remember, you can always follow along on Facebook Live as you on the KSOO page, as many people are doing right now, or on our Twitter account, at P. Lally Show. Hey, now this, this is spring, right? This is, this is lovely. The water's running down the gutters and the snow is departing and never to return if everything goes right. I like it. It feels good. It feels good. Hey, you know, the mayoral election is coming up May 1, and we've been talking about it a lot on this show. Uh, but I'm here to tell you, people, I'm here to tell you, I'm done. I'm done for this cycle. Not because I don't like politics, because you know I do, but the Patrick Lally Show will be on hiatus for two weeks as I'm going to be on vacation. Yes, Dan gets two days off, I get two weeks. That's how it works around here. Hey, you know, I've been I've been busting it. I've been working hard. Give me a break, people. But it means I'm going to miss the election. I know. It's kind of hard to believe. I didn't believe it myself until I checked the calendar and I'm like, don't. So just worked out that way. Nothing I can do about it. Things are set up for an exciting couple of weeks, though. I wish I could make that journey with you as I think it's going to be an exciting time for our city. You know, we've come so far in so many ways, so fast as a city. We grow and we grow and we grow. And, you know, as uh, most of you know, I've lived here my whole life. So this place looks a lot different and it feels a lot different. And it is a lot different than it was when I was a lad back in the day when, uh, you know, cars were cars and we didn't have cell phones and that sort of thing. Oh, how did we get by? But in so many ways, Sioux Falls is still a blank canvas, you know. The good thing is that there are many examples in our country to learn from, from cities across this great country, both good and ill. My hope is for a walkable, bikeable city that is integrated and managed to minimize the perils of post-World War II sprawl. You know that. If you listen to this show, you know that. And that encompasses the whole range of issues that rise, come up and go down, streets and police and... uh, you know, uh, diversity and uh, change and all the things that can make things hard in our community. Entertainment, we're going to talk about today a little bit. You know, a city is more than just roads and light poles and houses and buildings. It's the people. It's a story about people. And it's, it's a great place to live. 
you know, and we, we, we continue to have more and more offerings, more and more recreational opportunities, more and more uh, entertainment opportunities, arts and literature and, and all the rest. There's so many things are blossoming here that it's fantastic. And there are a lot of details, but it requires the ability for someone as mayor to look beyond the horizon, beyond the crisis of the day, beyond their personal gain, and make decisions that are in the common good for the next 20, 30, or 50 years. And that's not easy because the strains of the day, the pressures of the day, the, the problems that are immediately in front of your face can overwhelm the leader of a community. And if that leader gets down into the nitty-gritty details of this street or that street, of this building or that building, of my legacy, your legacy, whoever's legacy, you lose sight of that horizon. And you forget that you're building a city for 50 years. And you're thinking about business and workforce development and transportation and recreation. All those things are coming at you every day. But if you don't keep the goal in mind, the vision in mind, the city that when you close your eyes and dream that you see, then you'll never get there. And so I'm asking you people, I'm begging you, when you go to the polls on May 1st, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to think of the city that you want to be and vote that way. And I'm not ever going to tell you how to vote. That would be presumptuous, presumptuous of me and kind of stupid. But I just want you to dream a little bit. And I think it's a very important time for our city, and I think we can get there. It's always hard. Never looks like you're going to get there. But when you look back, you realize how far you've come. We've got a great show for you today for my last show before I split for a while. Our guests include Jeff Zuger, my friend Jeff Zuger of the White Wall Sessions. He is bringing with him members of the band Two Tracks, which uh, is performing tonight at the White Wall Studio over there on East 10th Street in the basement of the Last Stop CD Shop. It's an outstanding little venue. You're going to want to get over there and see Two Tracks. And if you can't get there, just look them up. Go to YouTube, what have you. Uh, I play a little of their music here and there on the show, and uh, we're going to hear more of it in the second hour when they are all here, and that's going to be great. The Buffalo Maiden is our weird friend for Friday, and Lance Smith, who is walking 24 hours to raise money for a school in Kenya. We couldn't hook up yesterday with Lance Smith. There was a little communication breakdown that, you know, these things happen. It wasn't either of our faults. Okay, baby, it's going to be all right. Lance will be here. He's going to tell us all about it. He's going to be in studio. And I'll have a PL statement coming up just after the break. Today's topic, it's a renaissance on the right. It's true. That's coming up next on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. It's 317 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO, and we enter the time of the day for the PNL statement. And our friends, the Bodines. 
Mm-mm-mm. And today, you know, there's a lot going on in the world. I talked a little bit about the mayor's race in the open. So we're not going to go back to that. Gosh, no. What we are going to talk about is a column that I read. And from time to time, I talk about uh, columnists or uh, articles that I've read and that make an impression on me. And today it was won by Mr. David Brooks of the New York Times. And I've talked about Mr. David Brooks before. I like David Brooks. I like him because I find that I, um, when I read his columns, I, I think about it. They, they cause me to challenge my own assumptions, okay, and think about things in new ways. I find him to be very good, very engaging, and not caught up in some of the demagoguery and stuff that goes on in the media. And I'm, and I'm a media guy. I got, I'm, you're not going to hear me bashing the media on this program. That's, it's too easy. It's too easy. It's the it's the cheap way out. So uh, the column is titled uh, "A Renaissance on the Right," and uh, I'm just going to read a couple paragraphs here for you, and we'll talk a little bit about it. What's bad for the gavel is good for the pen. The Republican Party is in the midst of a cataclysmic transformation, but all the political turmoil is creating a burst of intellectual creativity on the right. Young, fresh writers are bursting on the scene. Suddenly, fundamental issues like the values of the liberal democratic order itself are up for debate. Some conservatives are laying down comprehensive critiques of the way our society is organized. Modern liberal capitalism is too soulless, they say, too atomizing, too destructive of basic institutions like family, faith, and village that give life meaning. Liberal individualism doesn't produce the sort of virtuous self-restrained people that are required to sustain it. Other conservatives are rising to defend that order, including National Review's Jonah Goldberg, who I follow on Twitter and like a lot, who later this month comes out with his epic and debate-shifting book, Suicide of the West. Goldberg points out that for eons, human beings were semi-hairless, upright apes, clumped in tribes and fighting for food. But about 300 years ago, something that he calls the miracle happened. It was a shift in attitude. For thousands of years, societies divided into permanent categories of race or caste. But Goldberg writes, quote, the miracle ushered in a philosophy that says each person is to be judged and respected on account of their own merits, not the class or caste of their ancestors. And that's something essentially that we've, what I talk about on this show all the time, and that is the advent of the Enlightenment and this idea of the individual that is so baked into our societal system, our constitution and how the thought and philosophy that produced that our form of government and our system is a product of that revolution in thinking. Back to the column. That belief championed by John Locke, or a story we tell about Locke, paved the way for human equality, pluralism, democracy, capitalism, and the idea that a person can have a plurality of identities and a society contain a plurality of moral creeds. And that's us, right? Not just that we're this melting pot, that as an individual, you can be many things to many different people. You're not cast into this one thing. And I think that's important to remember in politics and in public discourse. Back to the column. It also proved to be the goose that laid the golden egg. Economic growth exploded. The American founding asserted that Lockean ideas were universal and nothing had ever succeeded like America. Between 1860 and 1900 alone, America's population doubled and its wealth grew fivefold. 
But we stopped teaching about the miracle, Goldberg says, and stopped feeling grateful for it. And this is, I think, some key paragraphs here. Key points. Tribalism was always there, lurking under the surface. It returns now as identity politics. And you hear that all the time, identity politics, which is reactionary reversion to the pre-modern world. Identity politics takes individual merit out of the moral center of our system and asserts that group is, Goldberg says, quote, an immutable category, a permanent tribe. Think about that. Identity politics takes individual merit out of the moral center of our system and asserts that the group is an immutable category, a permanent tribe. Identity politics warriors claim they are fighting for social justice, but really it's the same old thing, Goldberg argues, a mass mobilization to gain power for the tribe. It's very interesting. Brooks continues, earlier, mu- earlier movements wanted America to live up to its ideals. Today's identitarians doubt the liberal project itself. Identity politics gained traction on the left, but now the Trumpian right has decided to fight fire with fire. Populism is a form of identity politics because it's based on in-group, out-group distinctions. It says anybody who doesn't think or look like us is not a true American. This tribal mentality is tearing the civic fabric and creates a war of what Goldberg thinks of as ecstatic schadenfreude, the exaltation of people, the exaltation people feel when tribal forces are brought down. That is taking joy in others, okay? Schadenfreude, schadenfreude. I can never say the word properly, but it is taking joy from others' downfall. And we see that all the time. I love the way Goldberg provocatively tells his story, Brooks says, but I partially disagree with it. The center tension in his book is between Locke, who emerges as a rational, calm, pipe-smoking economist, and Jean-Jacques Rousseau, who emerges as a wild-haired, passionately resentful rock star. The liberal order emerges from the individualism of Locke and is threatened by group consciousness and romantic resentments of Rousseau. But America is both rational and romantic, both Locke and Rousseau. We have a rationalist constitution, but we have a shared national faith and are an enormity, are an emotional community rooted in our land, inspired by our history, warmed by the hope of our common future. The core problem today is not tribalism. It's excessive individualism, which has eaten away at our uniting faith, and damaged our relationships with one another. Excessive individualism has left us distrustful and alone, naked Lockeans. When people are naked and alone, they revert to tribe. Tribalism is the end product of excessive individualism. Goldberg is suspicious of nationalism and has a tendency to think that any effort to build a national community puts you on the express lanes on the road to serfdom. I tend to agree with that. Nationalism has a tendency to think that any effort to build a national community puts you on the express lanes on the road to serfdom. 
His conservatism is missing the bonding sentiments of Edmund Burke. And the idea that the little platoon of the family is nestled in the emotional platoon of the neighborhood and the emotional platoon of the nation. Tribalism is not the only way to form a group. There's also the redeeming and forgiving love of community and a shared national faith. Goldberg misses the way Hamilton Lincoln and Theodore Roosevelt built a national community that didn't crush local communities, but rather reinforced them. Goldberg is right to fight tribalism on the left and and the right. But you can't reweave a fragmented nation by appealing just to Lockean individualism. Gratitude is too weak a glue to hold a divisive nation together. Gratitude is too weak a glue to hold a divisive nation together. Renewal will come through the commutarians on the right and left who seek ways to improve relationships on a household, local, and national level. Ah, man, I just, I found that inspiring, right? That ultimately it's not right and left, you and me, us against them. That is tribalism. That demeans other people. That doesn't understand the interconnectivity between us all. And yes, you can have differences. But you can't have differences. And you can't have victory. And you can't have progress at the expense of others or your enemies. Because we are not enemies in a nation. We cannot be enemies and have a nation. So that's the bottom line on today's PL. Thanks to David Brooks of the New York Times. I recommend him highly. I don't mean to steal his work. I'm just inspired by his words and his thinking and his challenging nature of his thought. Agree or disagree with me, you can drop me a note, Patrick at KSO.com on email. Follow along on Twitter and Facebook at P Lally Show on Twitter. Coming up after the break, the news and weather, we're going to chat with. The Buffalo Maiden for Weird Friends out there in the Black Hills Bureau. Stay with us. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Three thirty-five, three thirty-five on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And it's Friday. It's a beautiful, beautiful Friday here at East River. <laughs> and we're bringing in the Buffalo Maiden as we do most Fridays for weird friends and little trampled by turtles. We're, gonna, we're just going to give her a little, a little send in here. Hold on. Taking it downtown every night. I could never place a star that night. Got my hands on the ground and you know I'm right. You ain't so long. Uh, we wait so long for the Buffalo Maiden every Friday, and so it's always great to talk to her. Buffalo Maiden, how are things in the Black Hills Bureau? Oh, my gosh. It's cold and cloudy and miserable. It's like being East River. Aww. Throwing some snow and some wind, and it will be just like being back there. Aww. We all feel really <laughs> bad for you. <laughs> I bet you're feeling bad, but you know what? You know what it's doing? It's killing the tourism. I mean, we have not seen... The tourists out here, like we should be right now. So, um, 
people probably in peer are getting kind of anxious about their, you know, sales tax money. Oh, yeah. They're they're like, uh, where's our check? They're yeah. going to send Guido <laughs> around for his cash here pretty soon. I'd hate for some. Yeah. I'd hate to see something happen to your lovely community. <laughs> yep, they get kind of vicious, but yeah, it's it's a uh, it's, it's a weird year. And this will be my twentieth summer here in Custer. Oh my! And I have to say that this I don't remember one starting off so quietly, um, which is probably okay because you know uh, we don't have our uh, employees yet. Our our H two B workers are um, we're still waiting for. Uh, what's, how do you say her name? Kirsten? I have a way to say it, but, um, <laughs> Neil, <laughs> I don't even the know. Woman, the woman who's in charge of the Department of Labor lied last Friday. Oh. I, I know it's probably unheard of to be, uh, you know, uh, somebody in higher rankings and lie, but she said she was going to announce last Friday the cap increase, and, um, now it's the next Friday, and we still don't have a cap increase on the H2Bs. So does this announcement, I mean, do they have to make the announcement before you can, like, file your paperwork and all that stuff? Yeah. Or, well, oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, it depends if you've been approved or not. A lot of people have been approved and they're just waiting. Um, a lot of people haven't been approved, which will put them back six weeks, probably, uh, which puts us right in the heart of the summer. Um, and we're talking nationwide. We're not just talking South Dakota. Right. It's not just about here. It's nationwide. And um, so, yeah, if they, all they got to do is put a number on it. And Last year, the year before Kelly waited till July 17th, which that's really helpful <laughs> when you're in this this business, because um, then you know you're not getting them. Well, you're getting them there to help you close down for the year. Yeah, and you, so, um, so you'll get H2B workers. Do you know where they're coming from? Or you don't know any of that yet, do you? Oh, none of that. Oh, right, none of that. And the H2B um, program is for uh, uh, people uh, from other countries. College students. Are they all college students? No. Nope, that's the J-1 program. That's the J-1. Just people from other countries who want to come and work mm-hmm. seasonal labor in the United yeah, States, and, which may be anything. And a, right. Well, there's a cap on it, and it's, you know, 66000 for the year, and, uh, you know, thirty-three for the first one season and thirty-three for the next season. But um, the majority of them are landscapers, golf course workers, uh, people that work in the stables in Kentucky, you know, uh, mm-hmm. things like that. Those kind of pleasant jobs, and then um, also tourism jobs, and so that's why it's a, a vital program. And uh, Porsoon and Rounds have—I think—I I wonder if they can uh, spell my name or see my name in their dreams. I'm not sure. <laughs> have you been bothering them? <laughs> you've been. I you've have been, been bothering, bothering them. Well, I don't like when people lie. Don't lie. If you're not going to say the number, then don't say you're going to say it. Yeah. So, so uh, for, for you, it's restaurant workers. For a lot of the Black Hills area, it's housekeeping, right? Housekeeping, yeah. That's a housekeeping, huge one. major housekeeping. In fact, I, uh, some of our hotels aren't even open yet. And I know the park is kind of, seems like they're on a little bit of a delayed opening as well. Um, mostly, I think, because of the weather, um, because I believe they got their employees. But yeah, it's housekeeping. It'll be tough for a lot of hotels. As I remember from my research, and I did write a story on this particular issue uh, a year or so ago, um, you're really talking about uh, small businesses, I mean, like uh, the smaller hotels. I'm sure, Custer State Park gets a, gets a, a big chunk of workers, but even the smaller mm-hmm. places, they need two, three people to help them get through the mm-hmm. season, and they otherwise they can't hire anybody. No, there just isn't. 
you know, when people always say we're taking, they're taking jobs away. Well, they're not taking jobs away. We're actually adding to the, uh, they add to our, uh, you know, mm-hmm. community. Um, first of all, they, you know, they come in, they work, they earn a living, they pay to live here, they help these, uh, companies, uh, hotels mostly, you know, thrive and be successful. Restaurants thrive and be successful. There just isn't enough in people, uh, yeah. in the, you know, I think we talked about that before. There's yeah. what, 60,000 tourism related jobs. It's a lot. You know, and, we're at, uh, and the state is at what, 3% unemployment or something? Yeah. So it's just not, there's not enough people, period. And there's no, there's no, right. there's no solving that unless you bring in people. Um, are right. you, are, other than uh, uh, harassing the, the congressional delegation, are you having any other fun? Is it, what's going on out there? I, <laughs> well, tonight we're catering a uh, party at our new hospital. You know, Custer, uh, we have a brand new hospital opening. What? Um, yes, and it's fabulous. It's got, it's all done up. It's all nice. It's not, uh, you know, it doesn't look like a, um, what did we used to call those back in the, it doesn't look like the boot camp anymore. Um <laughs> But That's it's good. it's super sweet, and we have you know the problem. That it, one of the funny things is, is that we have all female doctors here. You're kidding me. As far as I know, we have not hired any uh, male doctors. So um, it's isn't that interesting? <laughs> that is. Uh, are I don't they... know. Maybe we're like the She-Ra or what? What, what was her name or whatever of the of <laughs> yeah. the doctors? Nancy, but, um, Nancy, I have a question uh, for you. Are are yeah. they are they single? Because single doctors. Now we're talking. Some of them are single, but I was putting that out there that hopefully maybe some, you know, there'd be some male doctors coming in that were single too. <laughs> you know, we could populate the community a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Um, Solve this workforce uh, problem. Are, I believe two of them are single. Yes, they are. Hmm. So where's the hospital, so, by the way, in Custer? I, I can't. Um, well, I, <laughs> I like to say it's between the uh, the dump <laughs> and and uh, it's. Uh, it's 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 just down from the new hospital. It's in a uh, nice location, okay. um, off of eighty five and or eighty nine, and just right outside of town here. Got it. So it's I'm not a, really viewable. So if I come out the there street. the next time I'm out there and I'm mountain biking or whatever, and I break my arm, there might actually be somebody that can help me out. I won't have to like get oh. airlifted back to Sioux Falls. Oh my gosh! And you could like go to the, there's gardens and everything, which is um, that's going to be fabulous. We even have a hospice now, so that's something new for the city. Well, that's perfect for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll save you. We'll put your name on there. On the <laughs> Thanks, list. A lot. Thanks a lot. That's right a... after being the mayor of Custer. Yeah, well, I, I'm i on the list, right? My turn will come I up. I did. I submitted your name. Thanks. You're going to be in 2025. Uh, that's perfect. Good timing. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Buffalo Maiden, uh, as I said earlier in the program, I'm not going to be for a couple of weeks, so I hope things turn I around know. for you. Well, I hope so. And you have a great time, man. I have great memories of Italy. Yeah. You're going to Italy or Italy or yeah. Ital- or yeah. I, thanks Italy for tell- or whatever. Thanks for telling everybody where I'm going, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, shit. Shoot, shoot. Oh, no, no, I did it again. <laughs> we better stop you. Stop you before okay. you kill again. You're not really going there. Oh, uh, no, no. Uh, thanks. Buffalo Maiden, okay. thank you very much, All and right. we'll talk See to you later. soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Coming up next on the Patrick Lally Show, we're going to talk to Lance Smith, who is walking for 24 hours, I think from somewhere down in Nebraska, back up to Sioux Falls to raise money for a school in Kenya. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Three forty-seven on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 
And I'm quite pleased to have in the studio today, we, we had a little miscommunication yesterday. It wasn't Lance Smith's, Lance Smith's fault, but he's back today because he's that kind of guy. He said, no problem. I'll come back tomorrow. Lance, thanks for being here. My bad. Go again. Say thanks again. Thanks, Patrick. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I'm going on vacation. I've been telling everybody I'm going on vacation. My brain has turned to mush. I've got to turn on your mic, but that's okay. So Lance is here because now, as I understand it, you're going to walk for 24 hours to raise money for a school in Kenya. Is that right? Do I have that right? Yes, yes. That's the plan. I'm doing what I'm referring to it as. It's a 24-hour challenge. Uh, it's a mission walk for a group of mission uh, mission team going to Kenya this summer, and they're going to a school. It's called the Kakuswi School for the Deaf in Tawa, Kenya, which is a small village. And um, there's a group of 19 individuals from the Sioux Falls community. A lot of them are from the church that I attend, Good News. And um, I just was uh, looking to do this challenge and then uh, found a way to make it m- more about my somebody else than myself Mm -hmm. and uh it went from me just trying to raise money for a a mother and son team going that requested our my family to support them Mm -hmm. to uh doing it for all 19 and now my brother judd uh from lincoln is joining me and wait a minute your brother's named judd nelson or no you're smith yeah when you say judd i think judd nelson right away judd smith yeah so he's doing it as well scared me for a minute um i thought you were related to judd nelson uh the so you're gonna walk uh first of all how do you raise money here how how can people help yeah so we have a, a website that uh for giving uh, online giving and that is uh if you just search up his good news at the top there's a banner at the top uh the walk for Kenya, or you can search on Google, like his good news walk for Kenya, mm-hmm. or people can also text, uh, to GNC Sioux Falls uh, and to the number seven, seven, nine, seven, seven. So that's GNC Sioux Falls to seven, seven, nine, seven, seven. And then they're going to want to just put in and look for the mission Kenya, uh, like little tab or just so it goes to the right place mm-hmm. on that. I'll try and get that. Uh, in fact, I will get that information up on our Twitter feed uh, well, here in just a moment after we're done um, so that people can refer to that at P. Lally Show. Um, the, so where are you going? How are you going to do this? Give us the details. Yeah, so next Saturday morning, uh, approximately 8 a.m., my brother Judd and I will start at Falls Park. We're going to make one lap around the entire bike trail, which is 19 miles. And then from there, we've got a, a route just kind of laid out north to south uh, down Minnesota Avenue, uh, a, a loop down in southwest Sioux Falls. That's kind of where I live. And then uh, we'll then make our way east up Highway 11 to 26th Street. Then we're going to start heading back west on 26th and then I'll get to 41st Street. Uh, and then we'll do a loop in northwest Sioux Falls and hopefully... Within 24 hours, we'll have gone at least 72 miles, and we're going to end up at our the church, Good News, up on 26 in Valley View, uh, either by ourselves <laughs> or in the back of a car, depending on where we end up. Uh, we're just going to go the full 24 hours and just see how far we can get. 
Lance Smith, he is uh, walking for 24 hours with his brother Judd around Sioux Falls to raise money for a village in Kenya, school in Kenya for the deaf. Um, so are you going to be like carrying a banner or anything like Will people be able to recognize you and say, hey, that's that guy? <laughs> yeah, maybe. You know, there, there's this group of people that I'm doing this for, and I sure hope that they'll, they'll be out. You know, we're going to be taking breaks, you know, not long breaks, but uh, at certain points uh, along the route. Uh, so that people may have a sign or two. I plan that we're going to have a crew, a couple guys I know that I go hiking and backpacking with. Uh, they're both flying back here. They're not, they don't live in Sioux Falls. Mm-hmm. One's my good friend, Brian Cruz from high school. I've known him since like the eighth grade. He's flying back from New Hampshire. And another guy that I've met through my brother, Judd, uh, Eric Johnson's flying back from Avon, Colorado, hmm. and they're going to be our main crew. They're going to be just driving a car with all the supplies we need. So on the back of that car, I'm going to write, you know, Mission Walk or Kenya mm-hmm. Mission and the website so people will recognize that. I told Brian I'm going to get a flashing light for the top of it. Just uh, <laughs> he, he wanted sirens, but I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull that off. That would require some permits. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, time investment. So uh, you said you uh, hike and backpack and uh, you are uh, you help wrestling coach down in Harrisburg. You're the head wrestling coach or the no assistant? no yeah. I am uh, I'm one of the middle school wrestling middle coaches. School. So the it's sixth seventh and eighth grade, and uh, those kids come from the South Middle School and the North Middle School in the Harrisburg district. And mm-hmm. I've uh, been a coach there for the last two years, and that's uh, the length of time that Harrisburg has actually had its own middle school program oh, before okay. those kids used to wrestle at the high school. So, uh, and you uh, wrestled in at Augustana. When were you there? Uh, I, yeah, I attended Augustana, wrestled there in the late 80s, early 90s. And then after that, I was a grad assistant there for a little bit. And I also was the assistant coach there for about four years with uh, Craig Pressler. Yeah, yeah. It's a great sport. I love it. Yeah, uh, I love it. I, I, I mean, I really attribute, I think, a lot of my drive to do a thing like mm-hmm. this back to that sport. Mm-hmm. And, uh so what pace do you think you are going to, you know, how many miles will you do in an hour, say? We're going to be moving probably at about any about three to three and a half miles per hour. Not mm-hmm. real fast, probably around the 16 minute, 16 and a half minute mile pace. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, you know, I, I believe we'll slow down over time. Mm-hmm. We're planning to only maybe take upwards of two hours worth of breaks over the 24 hours, so we'll have a full 22 hours of, of movement, I hope, to reach our goal of 72 miles. Awesome. Uh, that's, a, that's a mileage that's just been selected by my buddy Brian. Yeah. Our, we had our goal a lot less, but he's, <laughs> he's pushed us farther. How much money do you want to raise? As much as we can, we've already raised about five thousand uh, dollars. Awesome. The group needs over eighty thousand to go, and that money's used for travel costs. It's also used to help support the school mm-hmm. building projects, help these children integrate into society over in Kenya. Because they're, uh, did you say deaf or blind? They're hearing challenged, hearing challenged and they're, some are deaf, some are hard of hearing. And you know, if if these these groups don't go over there and help these kids, uh, they're just kind of left on their own. And there are other mission groups in Sioux Falls going there. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the Broins, the poets mm-hmm. have started mm-hmm. their own, um, called seeds of hope. Mm-hmm. They're also going over there this summer as well. Okay. So Lance Smith, he is walking for 24 hours next Saturday, uh, to raise money for the village and uh, school in Kenya. Uh, 
I'll put that information on our Twitter feed at Peel Alley Show if you want to learn more and figure out how to give. Lance, thanks a lot for coming by. Yeah, thank you. Coming up after the news and weather on the Patrick Lally Show, we're going to talk with Jeff Zuger from White Wall Sessions or, or Dan Shea for the White Wall Sessions. We'll see who comes through the door with the band, the two tracks. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. This is a public service announcement with guitar. Coming up after the news and weather on the Patrick Lally Show, we're going to talk with Folks from the White Wall Sessions and the band, the two-track. Stay tuned. Information 1000 KSOO. Four oh five on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. Oh, I can't tell you how happy I am. And you guys... If you listen to this show at all, you've heard those opening lines of Into the Gray by the two tracks, and I'm telling you, I'm excited. I got goosebumps over here because we have uh, two members of the two tracks with us here today, uh, along with Dan Schaefer from the White Wall Sessions, who hosts uh, White Wall Sessions that you hear on B102.7 every Sunday night at 10 o'clock. Uh, but why I'm, and I've known Dan for a long time. That's not why I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited sure. because Dave Hubner and Julie Chefs from the two tracks are here. Uh, guys, thanks for coming in. I'm really excited. Thanks for being here. Thanks, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. And the reason you're in here, we're just letting uh, Into the Gray play in the background a little bit here. Just, let's just listen to this song. I love this song. Oh, Julie, your voice is, it's, um, every time I play it for people, they're just like, God, I love that. Aww, <laughs> thank you. So tell us about, uh, your, I should say, first of all, you're in town because you're playing tonight. You're doing the White Wall Sessions, which is taped mm-hmm. for uh, play later on television stations all across the upper Midwest. Uh, and then you're doing uh, the Pink Moon Room show. And I'm coming to that, by the way. And nice. uh, that starts at, at 7, 7.30, something like that. So you're here for a reason. But yeah. tell us about Two Tracks. Where are you from? And, and, and tell, give us your story. Um, well, we're from Sheridan, Wyoming, which is uh, on the east side of the Bighorn Mountains out there. And um, not too far from the Montana line. And uh, no, Julie uh, formed the Two Tracks um, even before I met her and uh, had been playing uh, locally around Sheridan for a few years with our drummer, Fred. And... Um, a variety, a rotating cast of other people on bass and guitar and different things. And then uh, I met her at a music festival uh, back in 2015 and uh, was hired to record some cello on the first album, mm-hmm. the one that we were just listening to that track from. And uh, kind of after that, you know, there was some magic in the studio with uh, everybody that was in the band and uh, just a good good connection, said, good hey, vibe. said, hey, you want to move to Sheridan and join our <laughs> band? And he said... <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I said, well, you're pretty cool. Yeah, I can, I can move to Sheridan with you. <laughs> tell, tell us about Sheridan. I mean, is it, a, is it a good place to work from? What's the, what's the scene like, as the kids oh, say? yeah. We love it. It's a great home base for us. Uh, small town, you know, lots of uh, – we like to get up in the mountains, and we're outdoors folks. So when we're, when we're there, we're, we're doing that. But it's real kind of a central place. We get down to Colorado quite a bit. Mm-hmm. 
um, we can easily get up to Montana and out to the West Coast. So we found that it's a really actually great central location to be. Yeah, it's awesome. So you guys have been on Whitewall Sessions before. Yeah. Uh, when, that, when did you record that and what did you record? That was in the spring of 2016, I think. Yeah. 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 And uh, we, I think they released um, Sing Me a Song, which is off the debut album, and then uh, Lost in This Canyon and uh, Wild Wyoming. Yeah, yeah and, and, and I've got a few of those songs queued up. I think we got Wild Wyoming, Lost in This Canyon, uh, and we're going to listen to a little bit of that in a minute, including a little bit of that cello playing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Dan, uh, the White Wall Sessions, this is, is tonight the kickoff of uh, season six? That is correct. Is. Yeah. And so, uh, this uh, just give people the background on this. Uh, we've had Jeff on the show a few times, but tell us about White Wall Sessions. What's happening this season? Well, first of all, I've got a better radio face than you know so oh yeah than, so. well and voice i mean let's be let's be serious you are the host of the show <laughs> so. right no so this is season six we're starting off this is going to be a really exciting season and we're so happy that the two, two tracks are going to kick it off for us because you know we just kind of bonded that first uh, time you guys came yeah. through it's like we didn't know each other and it just it clicked i think you played like 13 or 14 songs yeah we played for a while <laughs> that was great <laughs> And then, um, yeah, then we released the videos, and they uh, people really liked those. As a matter of fact, they were asked to come back to the Sioux River Folk Festival. That's right. You guys played down at Canton. Yeah, that was awesome. awesome. Yeah, what a great fest. Yeah, yeah that, it really is. I mean, I I love that festival so much. The setting is just wonderful. Yeah, and yeah so, so laid back. We met Greg that night at the White Wall session, and he basically was just like get a hold of me <laughs> <laughs> he came over and he so was kind of said you, i gotta i gotta have this band at the at, in Canton. that's great so white wall sessions of course uh as you said in the sixth season you tape 60 bands over the course of uh, a few months yeah and uh produce the videos that are played uh, uh locally it's played on kello i think yeah. but it's on uh, uh, cable stations and systems and stations all over the upper midwest that's right north dakota and minnesota all the way up to detroit lakes um and, you know, a lot of people are picking up, and I think that's just going to get bigger and bigger. And this season is going to be really exciting because uh, Jeff's got some plans. He's going to do things differently, got a little bit different camera set up, and he's going to be doing live editing. Oh, wow. Uh, and so we're going to be able to release uh, episodes fairly quickly. Uh, well, that's or at awesome. least songs, I should say. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, a band comes in in April or May, and it's, it's maybe a year before we see it on TV. So this yeah. is a little bit speed. That and you can up. just go on YouTube and... Go to White Wall right. Sessions, and you can see everything you guys have ever done, practically, right? That's right. And matter of fact, you can go to our all-new uh, website. There you go. I, <laughs> I got to right. plug it a little bit. Uh, it is whitewallsessions.com or thewhitewallsessions.com. We'll get you there. And, you know, our, our we had a problem. We've got four or five hundred of these, probably seven hundred of these amazing videos. And how do we just, how do we get that to people? How do mm-hmm. we just, uh, easily let people navigate to those? And I think we found it. You can You can go there and search by... Geography, you know, in the west or the east, or, you know, south, and, and then it comes up with those people in there, or you can go by a, a particular name or a particular season. So there's this little yellow menu. Try on not to wreck the equipment there, Shaper. <laughs> What's this button do? Um, <laughs> Uh, there's a little yellow menu on the website when you go there you'll see and you can just kind of find all kinds of videos in there including awesome. the two tracks there you cool. go um, we're going to come right back uh, and there's a new thing this year too and that's the Pink Moon Room that's right and yeah. we're going to talk about that in just a second this is the Patrick Lally Show Information 1000 KSO wow, man, evening, back and forth 
417 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO, and we return to our conversation with Dave Hubner and Julie Sheffs. They are two of the members of the four-piece, two tracks, which you're hearing, the two tracks, which you're hearing right now. Now, I stole that track. Uh, this is... Uh, Wild Wyoming. I stole it right off the White Wall Sessions video, so that was nice. just straight up theft. <laughs> uh, we're at Dan Schaefer, who is the host of the White Wall Sessions uh, radio program, which you can hear on our sister station B one hundred two point seven. On I think it's Sunday. It's Sunday night at ten. It's Sunday night. At 10. Yeah, Sunday night at ten. It's a great show, and also some TV station somewhere. We don't even talk about that. <laughs> uh, but the tonight, uh, the two tracks are playing. Uh, doing a new White Wall session at like six, and you can go watch that. Yep. But then uh, you're also doing uh, an additional concert, the Pink Moon Room. Now, Dan, tell us what the Pink Moon Room is. So we've got this fantastic space for listening to music. And we look at these the sessions and we, we thought, why don't we do some kind of a listening room type thing? And so we set it up, and of course there's a bunch of us guys on the crew, and we hung this swag thing and mm-hmm. we said well maybe we'll put some lights behind it we, we can't decorate you know we, we're music people mm-hmm. but it turned out looking like a great big pink moon coming down once we put it on so we said okay we'll call it the pink moon room and it's a really great place to come and see a band you're right in the same room as mm-hmm. the white wall session but it's not we i mean we try and change make the place look completely different because it is different and it is a little bit different feel and it's a great place to watch a band, especially like the two tracks. Yeah, and I think it's kind of awesome because I've been to White Wall Sessions and I've been to uh, other concerts in there that were not being videotaped. And there's something about when they're videotaping, you just sit there and you're like, I don't want to make any sound. <laughs> Very <Yeah>. polite. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting on your hands. So it's a little more relaxed when the camera's on, on, but it's basically the same room. And it's in the basement, well, basement, lower level of the last stop CD shop over in East 10th, which you'd never guess there's this incredible little venue in there. So yeah. if, if people are interested, come tonight. What time does the pink room, when, when does White Wall end and pink moon room start so I can be there at the right time? Yeah, so usually um, you know, the, the sessions go from about 6 o'clock, maybe 6.30, mm-hmm. kind of a rolling start. And we'll do five songs for TV and then maybe a few more for radio. Um, and then the, we'll take a break. We'll sort of change the room and what about uh seven o'clock seven thirty mm-hmm. pink moon room cool so be there by seven uh, yeah for sure awesome um and tonight you get to hear two tracks the two tracks why do i keep doing that the two tracks <laughs> uh who uh we've got dave hubner and julie chefs from the band here with us so you guys uh we were just talking about this you released a new record last year yeah is that right in may uh, of last po- year postcard town mm-hmm. and we're gonna i think we're gonna listen to postcard town a little later but uh, so that album's out. How's it doing? What are you guys doing? Tell us about your career. Well, um, it, it's been doing great. We, uh, we had, um, you know, we had some airplay on the national kind of Americana charts and, uh, got up to 75 or something on that, which was cool, um, for a little band out of Wyoming. And, uh, we traveled around and, and tried to tour it around, uh, as much as we could last year. And, we're looking forward to doing even more this year. We actually we haven't announced it officially yet, but we're going back east um, for a festival in South Carolina, and uh, so we're just starting to look at you know booking those dates uh, for October. So, so you're going to be traveling the country? 
Yeah, we're actually going to, you know, take the band all the way to South Carolina and back and probably play in Nashville and Knoxville and awesome. Asheville, all these cool places. And so are you guys full-time now or are you just holding down different jobs? Julie, you got you get something you got to do on the side? Sure. We all kind of have our side projects, but I think we've actually, we're going to play twice as much this year as we did last year. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how many shows that amounts to, but we've definitely been... Um, booking a lot more so it's julie's a uh, fantastic realtor in sheridan really so that's she she holds that down well that's awesome so you can when you get home you can do some showings is that how yep. that works <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's a, that's a, that monday at 10 o'clock yeah exactly. well, the snow has stoped now so yeah. that's where it really gets we get busy <laughs> that's a i don't know that i've ever heard that combination of musician and realtor so yeah. in nashville that's that's what you see oh wow flexible schedules and whatnot it seems like every musician in nashville has their real estate license <laughs> <laughs> i learned that when we were in nashville yeah i was like yeah so julie tell me about uh when did you start singing and how did you arrive on this style that you have of it's we'll just call it americana but it's it's sweet and it's wonderful and it's uh beautiful how did you get to this place well, I, I started out as a folk singer, and, um, you know, I in, in high school, I a lot of my friends play guitar, so I started taking guitar lessons, and it's funny, we were just talking about this yesterday, because we're playing a festival in Casper this summer, the Bear, Bear Trap Festival, and Big Head Todd is headlining, and we're playing that same day, and I actually, the first song I ever learned was a Big Head Todd song. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a little weird. So, <laughs> yeah, full so, circle. So I'm excited about that. Um, but I started out, you know, just really into into, into folk music and, and Bob Dylan. And, and then I got into Fish and Grateful Dead and college. And so I do a lot of open mics and whatnot. And then just started solo performing and um, then duo and sit in with bands. And, and it wasn't until I moved to Sheridan about 12 years ago um, where I really started into to writing more and um, really kind of honing the, the craft and, mm-hmm. and I just I really enjoy playing with these these guys I mean we've been together now for a few years and it's just yeah they're all really really great musicians and very professional and very good you know just really great it's nice to have professional musicians to play with because um, the writing and the and the uh, um, arrangements and everything just come really easy, easy now. So, so yeah, it's we've been working on a lot of new new tunes lately, and uh, we hope to be able to put out another album here in the next year. You recorded your last record in Nashville, is that what you said? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. correct. What was that experience like? Because obviously, going to Nashville is a is a big dang deal. It was, uh, yeah, it was a big dang deal. We were pretty excited. We uh, we did a Kickstarter to. Uh, make it there and to cover those expenses so thanks to our kickstarter friends for doing that um but we had gotten connected through a mutual friend with um will kimbrough who's an awesome producer and awesome songwriter and musician uh tours with emmy lou and has produced albums for rodney crowell and todd snyder amongst others and uh so yeah we i think i wasn't the only one that was kind of like all right you know that first day like here we go like what's this gonna be like you know and (laughs) And it ended up just being so easy and comfortable and laid back. And the studio we were working in, the butcher shop uh, studio in Nashville, is kind of like recording in like 
you know, your parents' old garage or mm-hmm. something or your grandparents' basement or whatever. I mean, it's just like it's dusty and it's comfortable and there's nothing like really that fancy until you start looking at like what all the gear and everything, like all of that's very high end, but it's not at all snooty, you yeah. know. It's not the shiny burnished image that you might think of walking into like a fancy Nashville studio. Oh, yeah, studio. there's dust covering Grammys. <laughs> yeah, the, the... yeah. Oh, it's just a Grammy. It's just a Grammy, yeah, that they kind of just left there and, you know. Oh, it was it, mostly technical yeah. work. Like Johnny Cash, you know. Yeah. Like <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Is it, I've been to Nashville twice <laughs> and, um, you know, you never get to go to the places that you want to go, but I spent some time down there on the strip. Mm-hmm. Um, what, being in that atmosphere when you're not recording, is it, did you just feel like inspired by it because there's just music everywhere you oh, turn yeah. for sure yeah we uh we went to we went and saw music almost every night after the and i think that was part of the fun thing was like we weren't feeling like we were on schedule the whole time and it was like we were almost ahead of schedule and so we had time to just be like all right we got that song tracked we're mm-hmm. done at six o'clock let's go get some dinner and should we go see vince gill and the <laughs> time jumpers or what what should we do tonight you know and like yeah I mean, it was awesome. It was that cool. was our first night there. We got yeah. to go sit and have dinner watching Vince Gill. Yeah, and, and like we saw Jim Lauderdale and Town Mountain and some other, I don't know, just. It's really. awesome. Yeah. Uh, we're going to play a little bit more of the Wild Wyoming as we go out, and we're going to come right back and talk more with Dave Hubner, Julie Chefs, and Dan Schaefer, the uh-huh. Dan Schaefer, host of the White Wall Sessions. We'll be right back. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four fifty on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO, and this is Postcard Town from the Two Tracks. And, of course, we just got done interviewing the two tracks. If you're just tuning in with us, you can see them tonight at the White Wall Sessions, taping over at the Last Stop CD Shop Lower Level on East 10th Street. And then the Pink Moon Room Show, which starts about 7-ish. Same spot. Good stuff. I really like it. I play a little bit of it on the show here. Uh, You may recognize Into the Gray, which is a lovely song that I like a lot. I really Appreciate Dave Hubner and Julie Chefs from the band coming in. And I love White Wall Session, so I'm I'm gonna be there tonight. Should be fun. For the Pink Moon Room bit. A lot of good music going on in our community, and I encourage you all to take in as much of it as you can. What fits your tastes. There's something for everybody out there. I promise. A lot of Americana. We got some great local groups. Union Grove Pickers. Condor, Hard Traveling, just fantastic, fantastic groups. In fact, tonight uh, actually is a benefit that features local music 
It's the fifth annual La Couture Fashion Show from 7 p.m. to 1 a.m. at Icon Event Hall, 402 North Main. There'll be, uh, you can shop. There's a social hour, live music, fashion show, after party, silent auction, raffles, all kinds of stuff. It's a benefit for Sanford Children's Hospital and Cure Kids Cancer in honor of Jacob Albert Beyer, who lost his battle to a rare form of brain cancer in 2003. A lot of you people out there know Jacob's parents. And uh, his father, Lance, of course, very much involved in local music. So it's a good, very good uh, benefit for Sanford Children's Hospital. 30 bucks to get in, 60 bucks for VIP. Goes all night. Should be fun. But there's stuff going on all the time. You just got to look for it. It's out there. I really like the two tracks. We're going to come right back and finish up the show here on Information 1000 KSOO. <laughs> 457 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. We pick it up a little bit here with The Clash. This is Radio Clash. And I always play This Is Radio Clash at the end of the show. Radio Clash is from the mountain top using oral ammunition With extreme prejudice to try to terminate our mission This is Radio Clash, consider your position And it's a Friday, which means it's the end of the week So it makes it especially appropriate But it's also my last show, as I said earlier, for a couple of weeks I'll be back on May 7th You should stay with KSOO for... Chad and Beth in the morning on the Main Street Cafe. And in my spot, you'll get Dave Ramsey. And that guy's a genius. So you can't go wrong there. But I'll be back and we'll pick up after the city election with Scott Arisman on our my first day back. So that should be exciting. And we got a few things planned for that first week. Start getting into the primary season real hot and heavy. That's going to be awesome, isn't it? Thank you for being here, everybody, all week and every day for our first, what, 10 months of this show? It's been really fun. I uh, I really, really enjoy it. So I look forward to coming back after my little vacay and chatting with you again. Remember, tonight you can see the two tracks over at Whitewall Sessions. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Art for Arthritis is tonight down at the Holiday and City Center. I mentioned you can go to the 5th uh, Annual La Couture Fashion Show. All kinds of stuff. Anyway, go out, have fun, enjoy it, be safe, everybody. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And in the fun, the crowd, you see another crowd, bones